Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another chapter episode. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, I was considering doing a Valentine's theme episode, but then I was like, what am I going to record about? Because I don't really know what I would record about. Anyways, last chapter, um, there was basically just a bunch of bickering, and then her father, Peril's father, was like, I can take away your fire skills. And she was like, oh my god, yes, please. And so they took away her fire skills which is she thinks it's cool i mean honestly i liked her fire skills oh we also learned out that her father is not a skywing and is a rainling and has a very complicated backstory which we will get to into into a bonus episode in a while so let's get started chapter 12 wings of fire escaping peril part three a new peril they flew north immediately, as darkness began to stretch across the mountains below them, and the tiny heartbeats of stars started started to flicker in the sky. Peril felt light and lighter than she'd ever than she thought she'd ever felt before. She was like smoke on the wind, like a drift of dandelion seeds. She was free. I have nothing to worry about anymore. She did a flip in the air, swooped up behind her father, who was back in his skywing shape as sore, although somehow without his ripped necklace. That was weird. She should ask him how he'd done that later. Probably by enchanting something else. Whatever, no big deal. And tackled him. So he toppled sideways and had to do this funny, frantic, flapping spiral to recover. Pearl laughed and laughed. I've never been able to do that to anyone before, she cried. I've always wanted to tackle someone in midair. She zoomed around him again and nudged one of her wing one of his wings heartily with one of hers, and balancing him again. And that I've always wanted to do that. Could you perhaps save your, some of your affectionate impulses for when I'm not fl- f- fighting an updraft? Chameleon asked, ducking out of her way as she dive-bombed him again. I mean, I love it, thank you, but it's a little vigorous for night flying for me. You're the best, Peril said. She couldn't stop herself from body-checking him in the, in the side again. That was the last time, I promise, she called as he reeled away. Because when we get to the Sky Palace, there will be lots of dragons to do this to. I'm going to nudge wings and poke tails and hug everyone. No, Queen Scarlet said sharply. She swung around and lined herself up to fly along peril. You can't do that. Not until I have the throne back. No one can know that you're powerless now. I need the threat of you, which should be as effective as the actual fire of you. After the last, after the last seven years. Once we've secured the throne and I've killed Ruby, then you can be as dippy and cuddly and stupid as you want. Oh, Peril said, her light dimming a little. She had been hoping for a triumphant return, a safe Peril, ordinary Peril. One of you, a regular Skywing, who can totally just be part of the tribe now. Let's be friends forever. Hooray! But Queen Scarlet had a point. She needed Peril's help, and that's what Peril was here for after all. All right, Peril said with a flick of her tail. It won't take too long to make you queen again, anyway. You'll have to pay attention, said the queen. Don't do anything stupid. Act exactly as you as you always have, and don't touch anything. In fact, don't say anything either. Just stand there and look menacing. I can do that, Peril said cheerfully. I'll practice my menacing face right now. <laughs> you sound like you're digesting an overweight grizzly bear, Scarlet commented. Uh, ac- acidly. I think it's perfect, said Chameleon. Thanks, Dad, Peril said, grinning. Dragon nets, Scarlet muttered. I've never seen the appeal. The Sky Palace came into view ahead of them, its towers and turrets and spires jutting through the clouds around the mountain peak like stoop- like long 
spindly claws. The fading sunlight seemed detached for a moment in the queen's eyes, adding a glimmer of menace to her yellow gaze as she regarded the palace. That's why this never occurred to me before, she went on, because I should have remembered. It was only a couple months before the whole catastrophe. Chameleon cleared his throat and the queen glanced at him, training some kind of significant unspoken message. Won't there be guards, Chameleon asked quickly, patrolling around the mountains? Not as many as there would have be a freebie were home, Queen Scott said, but she's still off hunting for me and trying to identify missing heads. It's a perfect opportunity to take over and get the leverage I need to keep it and get the leverage I need to keep it that way. Two skywings suddenly emerged from the mist, flapping toward them with spears clutching their talons and fearsome scowls etched on their on their scouts. Still, Camillion said, um any guard seems like a problem, right? Not for us, Queen Scarlet said, tossing her triumphantly at Peril. Let's go, darling. Darling, Peril thought with delight as she soared up behind the queen. That's me. She does love me. The two guards lifted the spears when they saw Queen Scarlet approaching. But a moment later, they saw Peril, and she, rec- and she saw they recognized her. And she saw the fear that engulfed them. One dropped his spear and turned his tail instantly, fleeing back to the palace as fast as his wings could carry him. The other hovered indecisively for a moment, shifting her weapon from town to town and flicking her tail, like a leaf about to be blown off a tree. Then she too broke down and fled. Pearl watched them go, feeling hurt and lonely and misunderstood, exactly the way she always had, and trying to reach for the part of her that was too fierce and scary to care. But it's different now, she told herself. It'll all be different once they know that I'm normal. Maybe we'll even be friends. That would be cool. I've never had real friend, a real friend before. Something poked at the corners of her mind. Oh, that's Seabing. Turtle. I guess he was sort of a friend, apart from lying to me. She realized that she should tell Queen Scarlet about this, that the Seabing had an animus. That the Seabings had an animus. That was definitely the kind of thing the Queen would want to know. Plus, it would be so... It would be pretty impressive to be the dragon who got to tell her such an important and surprising secret. She twisted toward the queen, but Scarlet was already in a dive, aiming for an open high in one of the towers. It was a room Peril had never seen before, as far as she could remember, and she flew after Scarlet, puzzling over what it could be. If she'd been a normal if she'd had a normal dragonet hood, she might have been able to guess from the murmur of little voices that came through the windows. Then again, if she'd had a normal dragon hood, she'd have spent most of it right here. They swooped through the highest opening of the towers, straight into the enormous space full of skyrim dragonettes. The wingery, Peril realized. Of course, I've never had I've never had I've never been allowed in here. Staying out of the way of clumsy flopping dragonettes was always the hardest thing about moving around the palace. In fact, the danger of running into peril was probably the most da- why most dragonettes were confined to the wingery until they wingery until they had better control of their limbs. The youngest dragonettes were play-fighting on the floor, far below Peril, near the base of the tower, where black and gold rugs overlapped. Toy weapons were scattered around them, blunt spears and dented shields leaning haphazardly against balls against balls and attacked, attacked dummies, and what appeared to be a toy cooking supply stack with bits of half-chewed goat bones and other snacks. Slightly older dragonettes swarmed the walls and climbing structures above the rugs, clambering busily along fake rocky outcroppings and jumbling, jumping to gradually higher and higher platforms. 
A few of them slipped and fell, but the pattern of rugs below them caught them without injury. At the highest level, close to the ceiling, was space for flying practice. Longer spaces to cross with each leap, ropes to catch on mid-flight, obstacles to practice swerving around. Here, the biggest dragonettes stretched their wings, red here the biggest dragonets stretched their wings, red and orange swerving around one another as they catcalled and showed off new moves. They all seemed so happy. Not just happy, unworried, like nothing could trouble them, like all they needed was a place to fly and friends to fly with. What would I be like if I'd grown up in the wingery, Carol wondered. Would I have friends? Would I giggle like that? The memory of Turtle tugged at her again, and she took, and she shook it off. She'd known him for, what, four days? That hardly counted as a true friendship. He was probably glad she was gone. The wall in here were not as embellished with gold and, and jewels as the rest of the palace. Peril wondered if Queen Scarlet didn't trust dragonettes to keep their grubby claws off her treasure. Instead, the room was full of light and air from windows and skylights, most, most of which were barred, especially on the lower levels, so none of the crawlers or new flowers could fall out. The only decoration was a portrait of Scarlet five times this The only decoration was a portrait of Scarlet five times the size of the actual queen. It covered a huge swath of the wall, forcing dragonettes to find ways to climb or flap around it. Queen Scarlet's perfect orange scales, bright yellow eyes, and cascades of jewelry glowed over the whole wingery, as if she were approving of their play, while also imprinting their young brains with the cause reminder that she was the queen, and always would be hinted her expression. In fact, it was surprising that Ruby hadn't changed that that down yet, Peril reflected. Perhaps the interior design of the palace wasn't quite as high a priority for her as it had been for her mother. Look how beautiful Scarlet was, Peril thought. She glanced at the disfigured scar Glory had left on the queen's face and gave a little shudder of pity. Glory, how did she get to the queen? What was I doing when that happened? How did I fail her? Queen Scarlet swooped to a perch at the peak of the tower on a winding branch carved from wood. It twisted across the roof as though it was the finish line for all the dragonettes trying to reach the top of the room. Pearl wanted to sit on it herself. Her wings were starting to get tired, but she remembered that she was still supposed to be all fire scales. So instead, she made herself hover just below the queen. A hush fell over the wingery. Very slowly, as several dragonettes, very slowly, as several dragonettes were too busy playing to notice either of the growing either the growing quiet or the giant dragon glowering from above. But Queen Scarlet waited, smoke hissing from her snout and ears. As they noticed her, many of the dragonettes let out squeals of fear. A few of them near the floor dove under whatever they could reach, hiding their faces behind shields of, or rugs or goat-splattered so sauce pots, although their trembling tails were still stuck out in the open. A few of them began to whisper, is that the dragon in the picture? That's not the old missing queen, is it? What's wrong with her face? She doesn't look like her picture. How'd she get all meltish? That's really gross. Gross like cardinal drooling when she sleeps. Shut up! Way grosser than that. I wish my face was all melty and scary. Ew, you do not. We would ne we would so never play with you if it was. But you'd be scared of me. And then I could creep up on anyone and docking them nightmares forever. It would be awesome. Yuck. I bet you can't even look in mirrors anymore. My mom says she used to be wicked scowy. And kind of mean, not like Queen Ruby. 
She looks kind of meanish now, I, I thinking. Should we, should we be more scared? Gradually the whispers, too, fell silent under Queen Scarlet's withering glare. Hello, dragonettes, she finally hissed. I'm your queen, Queen Scarlet of the Skylings. I have returned to take my throne, but I need something from you. Someone, actually. Excuse me, a little voice picked up. I think maybe you're on the wrong palette, maybe? Wait, where do you have a queen? Queen Ruby, she's super nice. Ruby is not your queen, Scarlet snarled. She's an imposter. I am your queen. What's an imposter? asked another voice. It's fully and sleeps upside down and has really chewy tail, said another. Melty face, ma'am. You're wrong. Yours wrong. Ruby's not furry at all. And I bet her tail's not chewy either. I haven't checked. She's a very nice queen, offered yet another dragonette, and she visits us all the time and knows all our names and says sorry when she bumps into someone and brings in sex. We like her a lot. Maybe you could be queen someone else, a small dragonette suggested, because we already got a good looking. We got already got a good one, but I hear that there's some of the Nightwings maybe looking for a new queen. Maybe because they're, they're spooky too. Maybe they like your new spooky face. Oh, yes, a few others agreed. She'd be super good spooky. They could change her name to the Spooky Wings or the Nightmare Faces. Stop talking this instant, Queen Scarlet bellowed. Pearl was finding it close to impossible to keep a straight face. She wished there had been a chorus of impertinent dragonettes around her, around for every conversation she'd ever have with the Queen. Perched on the windowsill, Chameleon wasn't even trying to hide how her shoulders were shaking with laughter. Thief. One of the old voices muttered as they subsided, just making some helpful suggestibles. No need to be a crank, monster. I am looking, Queen Scarlet said, cold and clear, with iron in her voice, for a dragonette named Clip. Now everyone really was silent. A Skyrim dragonette, the Skyrim dragonettes glanced around uneasily, and then gradually one head after another turned toward a small, dark red dragon with a huge, long, with a with a long neck. Who was clinging to a platform near the ground? He looked more than no more than eight or nine months old. He started. He stared up at Queen Scarlet and Peril, his tiny claws trembling. Suddenly, Peril didn't feel like laughing anymore. A grin, a grim smile, spread across Queen Scarlet's face. "Hello, little prince," she said. "I thought it was time for you to meet your grandmother."